Conrad Cushman, the legend in the plans. Uh, please listen every day to the showcase. The opinions and knowledge that anyone can take. Showing you how it is done. Proving I am number one. What a legend becomes. This is now my time to show you that I am here. Uh, this podcast just to make it loud and clear. Uh, by the fans. Uh, for the fans. Uh, not many who's here can understand everything pro wrestling. It can never be you. Listen to the podcast here for the people. The best show that's here. So listen in. Let the knowledge begin. The opinion and the lesson. Yes. We start the WrestleMania 37 Night One review with Foul. I wanted to give a quick shout out uh, and rest in peace to DMX. Uh, I know this really isn't wrestling related, and I have his picture up right now. But DMX was someone who I met one time after a Ring of Honor show here in Buffalo, New York, and uh, just got nothing but respect for the guy. So I met him, good person um, from my experience in talking to him, and I just wanted to show him some love because I'm a hip-hop fan, as you guys know. So rest in peace to DMX, someone who visited the Buffalo area often. But let's talk about that WrestleMania 37 review after this beautiful, beautiful intro from Montezzi. All right, folks, welcome to Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans, for the fans. I am your host, Conrad Cushman, and I am joined tonight by my co-host, the guest star, Foul Original. Foul has done these great graphics for us. I'm not even going to let him speak yet because I have to give him his props on all of this. And he is also very, very helpful. And if you guys want great graphics like this, talk to Foul. He's very affordable at a good rate. So show him some love, but Fowl, it's great to have you back on the podcast again, my friend. Uh, thanks, Conrad. Thanks, mate. You know what? It was really fun um, to make these graphics, and it was a good show. It was a really good show tonight. So yeah, uh, let's get into it, mate. Let's get into it. Yes. Uh, let's talk WrestleMania 37, night one. This was just, this was something else, in my opinion. Um, I guess we'll start with the rain delay. That was that was very awkward, but I thought WWE handled it pretty well. Like they made it kind of a quick mini pre-show, and it's like everybody, there's no time to uh, rehearse something or set up anything. Let's go right to what we have to do here and jump right into these like beautiful quick promos. And there's no scriptedness; you just talk, and it felt much more natural. I enjoyed it. I thought I don't know how you felt about it. Um, no, I, I really loved it. So, like, um, obviously there were no matches on the pre-show, um, but having, like, that kind of scramble, it was 45 minutes. Like, there was 45 minutes of that stuff, and it just breezed by. Like, it was... It, and it did... It felt, like, kind of manic as well. Like, it didn't feel like they had any time to get anything ready. And it was really funny, I think... I don't know if you guys noticed, but when Kevin Owens was doing his promo, I think he got a little too excited and he broke the microphone and like partway through the promo, he just started screaming. So I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> you got to love when they have the errors that only some of the fans recognize. But yeah, they really did some good stuff here. I was very happy with it. Just people talking about their matches. It felt 
old school WrestleMania-esque, if I could say so. Um, I thought it was good, man. Uh, we got people in the chat. What's going on, this black guy? Shout out to Steve. Uh, Tokyo Rockstar also in the house. Ace BJ, what is going on? Um, I can hear you, but only X visual. Yes. Uh, it should be fixed up now. I'm not sure if you guys are seeing anything. Let me know what you're seeing in the chat if you guys are having an image. Uh, I got a still image of you guys, but the audio is still going. Okay. Uh, I'll work on that behind the scenes momentarily, but enjoy the audio as we speak because this will go to the podcast feed as well. And if you guys are watching on YouTube, hit the like button for us. Helps in the YouTube algorithm. Um, yeah, I'll work on that in the background, guys. I'm not sure why it's uh, doing that. It looks like it's a YouTube issue, though, now that I'm looking at it from the errors on my end. But we're talking about the rain delays and stuff. Uh, Foul, I'll let you take over with that Vince McMahon opening that we had as well. Okay, so, so yeah, the rain delay, like, that was all really interesting. Like, um, obviously, earlier on in the day, people were talking about this rain delay that they said there was a storm that was going to be coming, and it was going to be, there was going to be lightning, and people were brought out of their seats. Um, and there was that first kind of big speech where Vince McMahon welcomed everyone back, uh, and it was like a minute long. It was quite heartfelt speech, um, but he got to get the first pop, didn't he? He got to get the welcome to wrestle, baby. He got it. He got it. I was like, it's quite happy. It was, um, it was quite the moment. Like a lot of us have been wrestling fans this whole year, and thinking like last year when wrestling there were no fans, to having an event where people could stand out on a massive stage and look out to all the fans. I think it was, um, it was really special. It was really cool. Yeah, I thought that they did a, a really good job with it. And sometimes some of that stuff is just, the I guess the best words I can uh, put for it is just like that political BS. You don't know how you're going to mm -hmm. deal with it or what you're going to want to do with it exactly. But you're stuck with it. They want the CEO to kind of announce it. I get it. Cool. And I thought Vince gave his best uh, impression, too, of like when he used to do commentary. He just had the, the gravelly voice kind of just the wrestlemania and you know he's just proud of his creation so i thought it was well done and i think one of the most important things for all of this was having the fans back made it a special moment and i think that the wrestling community as far as the wrestlers in it had to show gratitude i think over this time period sometimes fans get treated badly here and there i and i've been i've heard stories i've seen it too the fans are really like the key in all of this to make this work. And I think sometimes that was easily forgotten before. And this is kind of a reminder, like, dude, don't forget, you could be performing in front of no one tomorrow. And then what are you going to do? That's how I, I mean. No, I, I totally agree. I think that there was like, like, obviously later on in the night, and we'll talk about this segment when we get there. But there was a moment when Titus O'Neil later on, was you know trying to get that energy from the crowd to feed from the crowd and you know he spoke to the crowd and first of all they're a bit like uh. then he's like no and you could see it like it's something that those performers are really missing it's that key it is that key missing ingredient of the whole performance isn't it that they do that performance to get a reaction and to be able to do that it's now it's very special and obviously in independent wrestling they've still been able to do that but on the massive stage of the wwe these these artists have been starving 
and like it's really cool like it was a really cool evening just to let them like especially the crowd like because how crowds reacting to it like it it was all a learning experience for everyone i think yeah tonight. yeah really really good stuff um i love it guys i think the the visual stuff should be coming back it looks oh. like it, it wants to and then it's it's yeah. fighting it so there's a lot of people streaming on youtube right now so if you're just hearing the audio i apologize i don't think there's anything that i can do for it but it looks like we're in the green and then it's just changing so whatever it is i'm glad that you guys are here listening i'll be talking to you guys in the uh, comment section as well so please write your comments and we'll uh we'll still read out what you got to say and get into it um let's talk about the intro we had a like pirates of the caribbean intro we had this last year kind of too great feel to it uh i'm a big fan of the movies so i was cool with it thumbs up for me what do you think Fal? oh yeah oh man like the whole of the starting and all that stuff like it felt like last year like it felt like all the stuff from last year but like it's so over the top it's such a cool theme as well the pirate theme i mean we were just missing one thing we're missing mr paul birchill really weren't we like if we're not getting paul birchill to turn up for a little cameo appearance on a pirate themed wrestlemania we're not doing our job yeah man just all you gotta do is just bust out the uh, old paul birchill theme that would have been great to just have him show up maybe for a 24 7 segment there's still time tomorrow so Book oh it. my god for a 24 7 segment that would be fantastic that would be amazing to swing in take the title swing out exactly and just have people chase him for the rest of the night until our truth gets it back because you know that's the the end game uh with this overall but i think we've reached the point to where we could talk about the card here foul um we'll, we'll get into uh some of the other stuff but i also wanted to show some love uh rated if you're listening to this got your shirt on buddy definitely paid for it too so Make sure you guys support uh, someone in wrestling, whomever it may be. Uh, you guys know Files got a Patreon. Show Files some love. Go support someone, something that talks wrestling, pro wrestling. This is the perfect time to do that. It's WrestleMania season. Um, <laughs> I see people talking about how Hogan got booed. I don't even really want to get into the Hogan Titus stuff. I don't know what they were. Damn. Oh yeah, that was. That was all a bit weird. Like, okay, so there's one thing, yeah. Like, so obviously Titus comes out. It was like presented really weird as well. It was kind of like they kept saying they didn't mention Hulk Hogan until after Titus was out there and like everything was cool. Then Hogan came out. But there was this really awkward moment where he's like, let me tell you something, Titus. I was like, that was really awkward. <laughs> like, that was the most awkward part of that whole segment. But um, yeah. But they're there for, are they there for two nights? They're there for the next night as well, aren't they? Yeah. Hogan seemed to be surprised. Yeah, Hogan's. I feel like Hogan's just going to be stuck with that mixed reaction now for the rest of his like time. It's just going to be like, yeah, boo! I remember what you said, boo! <laughs> yeah. So Hogan's and just going to be stuck and with it. And people were they tried to do like the tightest rub for the cheers, and it just yeah, it's not working. You're not fooling fans in this day and age. But they got him backstage in the NWO segment. He's going to be double dipping for the rest of his career, like trying to get a reaction, come out in the red and yellow, and then just be backstage, hanging out with the NWO. You know, dude. <laughs> right? Like, come on, man. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't show up in the uh, world title match in WrestleMania 9, this whole thing. 
I do. Did you see what he turned at the, the Hall of Fame? He's at the Hall of Fame with the NWL belt, and he was like, "You know what we should do? We should turn up in the main event, and we should turn. Like, we should beat Roman Reigns, and we should just take the titles." And he's like, "But that's wishful thinking." And I was like, "Hogan, what are you saying?" Ace in the chat said, "Hogan should never host WrestleMania ever again. You're gonna be surprised tomorrow." Do 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 do. Um, let's see. BJ said, "Kyrie saying needs to be on that ship." BJ, I had like. I don't even an obsession that I was like Kyrie Sane needs to be out here doing this. Put Kyrie Sane on this ship and let her handle her business. Um, that that would be great. Uh, Malik Murray's coming in with a question about the King of the Ring tournament. Um, save it for the end, uh, Malik, and we'll get into some of those other ones. I, I want to foul is here very late on UK time, so. We're going to show him some love and just try and get this going here, this review. Foul, let's talk the WWE Championship match first, since that was the first match that happened. And I thought this was very appropriate. Let's start with a big title match, and let's start with the guy who you could have saw last year, and let's see where he is now. And we're starting off with uh, Drew McIntyre, uh, excuse me, challenging for the WWE Championship against Bobby Lashley with MVP in his corner here. Ah, man, this was a a great way to open WrestleMania, I thought. This was the perfect way to do it. A power game between the two guys to start off early on. Lashley's trying to wear down Drew for the hurt lock. He's fighting it. Drew's looking for the Claymore, but he's trying to figure out ways to do things. Uh, Favorite spots in the match for me were the the three Future Shock DDTs when he held on to it and kept landing them over and over and over again. And uh, we had a cool transition even into the Kimura lock. And I really like the MMA usage in this match between the two guys. And I'm going to say this. If you never saw their matches in Impact, bro, I'm telling you, you would have known this was going to be good. And to me, this is probably their best matchup I've seen them have uh, in the on the WWE side of things. Like, this was really, really good. And uh, Matt Lopez, I see you. <laughs> What's going on, Matt? But foul, kick it, man. What do you, what do you have for this matchup? And uh, I'll let you give the finish for it. So, um, amazing match. Like, really, as you said, yeah, great thing to start off the night. Like, it was at that point I realized we were 45 minutes into the first hour and we were just getting the first match. Um, but it was fast. It was it was hard. It was it was rough like it was rough like one of my favorite um parts of the match was drew mcintyre doing that like uh flip like that tope over the top of the rope like straight onto like onto the floor basically they didn't catch him but he went flying um and it was like it was a very it, it was a great match the, the finish to the match of course was that um bobby lashley picks up the win bobby lashley is still the um the, w- the wwe champion um but like it felt deserved and like i think that it was the right decision i truly think it's the right decision it's a bit of a shame for drew because he won the championship in front of no one and he's held the championship in front of no one and now he's lost it I, but so foul in my opinion i think that if drew would have won here i think everybody would have turned on him it, no i agree and I, I do agree and like the finish obviously the actual finish was he put him in the hurt lock and he didn't tap out he passed out so he stays strong it was two guys beating the crap out of each other 
until one of them couldn't stand anymore. So I totally agree with your point that, yeah, if he'd won, the crowd, I think, might have turned on him because the Hurt Business are no more as such. And then you kind of take the title off Lashley. That's a bit... It's a bit much, really, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it's just not time to for Lashley. My only fear with Lashley winning is, where do we go from here? And if not Drew, who do you have face him next? You don't really have a lot of options, I feel, on the babyface side of things. You're going to have to force like Riddle or Keith Lee, in my opinion, at this point, if we keep the same roster. But um, maybe we'll eventually uh, get to that. All Elite Podcast in here for a WrestleMania review. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? How you doing? Um, Malik Murray says, I think that Drew McIntyre is turning heel and bringing back the Broken Dreams theme song. Listen, I would love to have that theme back, but I don't know if he's going to be able to bring that back. That would be great, though. I would absolutely love it. Uh, for this match, I gave it a B plus. I don't know if you were great in anything foul or if you, you can disagree. Maybe you could be you can uh, tell mm. me the what you would do with the grade. Maybe you'll be like, you're stupid like Braun. So no, no, this is bad. Oh, my God. No, because I am here to defend the honor of all the people who'd be called stupid before now, yeah? Like, that's what I'm here for. I'm here. I'm a conductor of the train, the train that protects stupid people from being called stupid or for people being called stupid. What was that? Like, when we get to that, with this things to talk about there, what was that all about? I choose to um, choose you, for <laughs> Like, there was, that was there the was greatest Simpson meme. That. I don't know who did that. That was just great stuff. Um, Lawless, Lawless, Lawless said something as well. He was like, he he made like a joke about about him like in class and still being in the fifth grade or something. I was like, what are you doing? What is happening today? But Lawless just misses getting in those one liners from the nineties that he had that were great, and now we just can't do them. Um, yeah, the the match. You you give it a B plus. Um, mm-hmm. I'd 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 very much agree. I'd say that it was. It was a really good match to kick off the night, and those two guys always have a good match. Like as you said, like back from Impact and stuff. So, um, hell of a match. Beat yeah. the crap out of each other. And speaking of Impact, Matt Lopez brought up they had good matches in Impact. Their Slam Anniversary match was very good, but this was their best. He says, "I love how the Claymore was protected because it was never hit, uh, protecting how powerful it was. Because if he hit it, it could have been over." So now you never know. And I do love when they protect finishers. We were talking actually during this match, I think, about how the pedigree at one point was so protected. And even some of Sheamus's like, the bro kick. Like, people don't kick out of certain moves a lot, and it adds to it. I believe Ricky Steamboat was talking about his Macho Man Randy Savage WrestleMania 3 match about prostituting finishers. And he said if he could change one thing in that match, he wishes that he would have did the cross body from the top rope for a near fall. Because he said he thinks he would have got people even more back then. But he said we didn't do that back then. Like, you, you don't do your finisher and someone kicks out of it. They are like, that's, no. Back then they would have been, like, absolutely not vetoed. <laughs> like, uh, Actually, my only criticism of this match, and I think probably a lot of people, and we haven't mentioned it, is, like, the way that the finish happened, which is, like, was it MVP outside just going, Drew, Drew? True, like strawberry, strawberry, <laughs> and then he was like, "What, what?" And then he turns around. <laughs> that was so weird. Yeah, uh, maybe that was just to get him to pop or something. But that was—I don't know—I laughed at that part. I thought that was funny. <sighs> so yeah, the good. rest of the match was great. 
be so found. Good, yeah. <laughs> BJ said he was surprised to see Lashley uh, retain. Malik Murray said Brock Lesnar, damn it. So it sounds like he wants that Brock Lesnar match. I'm with you on that, Malik. Hopefully Brock makes his return and we get Lashley Brock. Uh, that could be some good things. We get this weird segment backstage with NWO Titus and Bailey. I don't know if you have anything you want to say about that file. It was awkward to me. It just came off like, what are we doing? It was. What I liked about it was everyone was kind of like, we don't like you. Even Titus was like, why are you here? But X-Pac was like, I like you. You're cool. That's like... But she's just going around going, too sweet me, everyone. It was It was very weird. I feel like they could have had Bailey try to be the host and this the backstage storylines could have been like Bailey and the reason why she's not the host. Maybe they could have explained that more like Bailey wants to take it from Titus and Hogan and it'd be like guys I'd be a way better host than them trust me blah 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 and then it's like Bailey this is exactly why you're not the host and you're not supposed to be back here. Security help me I'm supposed to be the host of this you know you could have did stuff like that with her. It, it just felt weird. Um, but also, also in that segment as well, just like within universe. So Hogan was literally outstaged like five minutes earlier in the red and yellow. So that means like that's the end of his hosting duties, basically. Like he went out there, did that, he goes backstage, gets drunk with his buddies. Titus was still dressed, ready to host. Yep. And uh, it, it, it's weird too. They say host, but foul. What more do they really get into besides like saying something? Are they like the GMs for the night? Is, is Pierce not it's, needed tonight? <laughs> it's like the only hosts that I like actually recognize and respect are hosts like The Rock, yeah, from WrestleMania, and also The Miz when he used to host SmackDown because he used to get involved in stuff. He'd be there all the time in the crowd. Now they just come out at the beginning. Right, and, that's it. and New Day, New Day got to do something before a little bit too. Mm. So I think I, they're scared with Hogan though. They just bring Hogan out one time, they get his reaction, and they just bring him straight back. Like <laughs> New New Day will forever have my favorite moment with the Hardy Boys. Like I was there, just classic. I was watching it, and I was just getting goosebumps. I think I was sending it to a couple people too online, like just so you guys can hear how loud it really was. Because I always tell people, like when you watch the video, it doesn't do justice to how loud it really was in an open air stadium, and just mm. great. Uh, let's get into the tag team turmoil match file. I don't really have a lot to say in this one. Well, uh, this was this I came mean, off rough. It was like the worst part about it was is that everyone just focused on how bad the match was, which was a little unfair to the match. Like I think, you know, like this match, for example, and it sounds bad. But this match should have been on the pre-show. Like I don't really understand why this match happened i have a theory you know because they had to cut something didn't they you have to cut like about you have to cut a match and a half basically of all that time they had to cut but this match will happen so mandy rose comes out and falls on her ass yeah some people may know that her tag team partner fell out of something slightly and other people like it's all like People say she fell out of something. And the botches in the match, like, the match was really strange. And it just felt like they weren't really energized for it. Or maybe, maybe it was everyone's really nervous or yeah. something. But, yes. Lots of missed kicks and everything. And I think it's just there's a lot of timing when it comes to WrestleMania. Do this, do that. Um, they did have some clever spots in this. I will give it up for the tag team of Billy Kay and Carmella. I like the whole put your foot on your uh, partner's back so that way she can't fall over. 
That was a really clever spot, I thought. Um, the Riot Squad, I thought, had some unique double team moves. The only problem with the Riot Squad, I thought, was that they were trying to do too much cute stuff sometimes, like where it was flip me, roll me into her, and I'm going to use my head to go in first. And sometimes I'm like, ah, that really didn't do too much, and you didn't need to do all that. Sometimes simple is better. I was saying this in the AEW stream, too, about the, uh, what was it, Jurassic Express and Bear Country. I'm like, sometimes less is more. Like, you could have just done, like, a double-team shoulder block, and that would have meant way more than you trying to do, like, a flip into somebody and do all the extra. And I thought the Riot Squad were probably, like, the MVPs of this match. I thought they looked really good. And I think a lot of people by the end of this would have been disappointed for why they didn't win. But my uh, theory is going to come for, into play here. And I know we're not going over the match in order or exactly like it. Yeah, who cares? So <laughs> Natalia and Tamina end up getting the victory here. But I think this is where it all plays in. What match could you have put in here instead? The SmackDown tag title match, you don't really need it in here. And the feud's been primarily been on SmackDown with some pauses and breaks in between between four teams. And that would have got you energized. The Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal was honestly used as a segment. I think Jey Uso only won because they were like, all right, then we'll have Roman come out after it. Truthfully, that's how much thought I think went into it. With this, mm -hmm. Tamina has never really had her like moment we'll say like when you think of Tamina I can't really think of anything except for she was like AJ's bodyguard really or she was with so and so at this time period she's always kind of mm -hmm. been looked over and I think this tonight was Tamina's moment to shine like you're at Wrestlemania you're gonna go to the top and you're gonna hit that super fly splash just like your family used to you know what I mean and I'm not glorifying mm -hmm. the whole Jimmy Snooker thing or any of that this is someone's father is what I'm saying mm -hmm. she wanted to honor someone who she wanted to make proud who got her into the business and I think that's why they put Tamina in the spot and the same thing here with Natalia Natalia is someone who has been often forgotten about and it's like oh well that's just Jim the Anvil Nineheart's daughter you know she, she makes everyone look good and you kind of forget about those people and how important they are. So I think this was an opportunity to show, like, these two ladies can stand out. And guess what? Tomorrow night on night two, you're getting the uh, tag team title shot. And then you guys deserve it. And I think it's just kind of a cool moment for them. So even though I gave this a C- minus for a match rating, I understand why they did this. Well, it's like there's some, there's some things in the match here. Like, number one, Riot Squad, absolute MVPs in this match. Absolute. I also I love the fact that they had like matching gear, but the matching gear was that they were Harlequin and Joker. I thought that was amazing. That was like a very fun like dynamic. But as you said, like all the kind of like all the really cool stuff they were trying to do um, didn't work because it was too slow. And it was very interesting because that first match between Drew and uh, Lashley. The camera cuts, there was like a thousand million camera cuts here, like every second. In that match, there were like no camera cuts. And when they were doing their stuff, I think they thought there'd be camera cuts to hide what they were up to. So they just did what they'd normally do. So I think in essence, they were exposed because there must have been complaints. There must have been like, done, too many camera cuts. All right, fine, I won't do as many. And then there's like exposed all of the magic. So, um, it was, but it was a good match, and I know I totally agree actually with what you say about um, Tamina and Natalia having that that moment. But um, but yeah, all in all, it was a good match, and also highlight of that match was Billy Kay trying to be Carmella. Yes, like she, she came out trying to do the whole thing, and Carmella's like 
calm down. Like, it did make me miss the iconics. Like I thought we were gonna get something crazy like that, or maybe the Bella Twins show up at the end. I had crazy ideas for this match, but they kept it very basic. Like I said, C minus was the grade I gave to it. Uh, I think that's fair for some of the action we got at certain spots. There were a bunch of other teams in this though, so we'll see where we go forward with some of these teams. I hope. I'm just tired of the makeshift tag teams. Uh, Malik Murray said it best in the chat. They got to merge the uh, women's tag division and the men's tag division. I feel like we just need one set of tag team belts. You could travel to both brands. That might be the best hmm. way to do things going forward. Um, with them, I, but they but now that there's NXT belts, I can't see them doing that with the women's now. I still don't understand why there's NXT belts. Like nothing, nothing against yeah the NXT champs, the new women's NXT champs, but it feels like too many. It feels like the whole point of like these undisputed belts are supposed to be that you could just travel around wherever you want, but it's like, ah, there's a problem with that. We just want to have them in NXT. So it feels a bit weird, but nah, um, let's see what the match is tomorrow because, to be honest, it could be a really, really good match. I agree. And good, and good think, on them. And I think Tamina would love to work with Naya, too. That's like the main thing. Like, they're both family. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, they did do, they were part of, like, a team at one point, weren't they? Mm -hmm. They were going around. They were, like, they were, like, bad biatches or something. There was something, weren't they? They were running around. They were just, like, we hate everyone. They were, like, the super mean girls. And now, that would, yeah, that would be an, and that would be a very cool match as well. Because that was four really good, well, three good workers and Nia Jax. But, you know, it's a good match. Right, and I would be remiss if I didn't tell everybody who was in the chat. If you're in here checking us out and you enjoy the content, please hit that like button. Also, big shout out to Jared Simmons who joined us. I saw your comment and uh, wrote back to you. And Chris Tazuba also in the house throwing up that Derek Order hand sign. Derek couldn't be here tonight, but he did send me my best wishes on this stream. And he also was said that he could not do it with foul because he didn't know that because Derek doesn't plan anything but I still love the guy he always does the <laughs> AEW reviews with me and he should be back for tomorrow's review so we'll definitely get into that and foul rubbing the hands together for this one I think this was my match of the night here Cesaro versus Seth Rollins damn bro like i gotta give it to you because i'm lost for words i love this match this is my match of the night actually this this match this match absolutely beautiful the uh, the build to this match all of those like political ad campaigns from seth rollins about cesaro and then calling him cesaro what was really interesting about the build to this and i don't know if anyone picked up on it but like he became chris jericho and I was going to say it on Twitter, but I didn't think it was going to come across right. But he's like calling, he's basically mispronouncing the guy's name like Kurt Angel, like Jericho did when he turned up in WWF in like 99, 2000. And he even said Bebe at the end of it. He And he had like the same cadence. And it was all about how Cesaro isn't as good as he is. But that match was amazing. The crowd were so into it like the crowd were, were, weren't really there for that first match and they also weren't really there for the women's match but this match 
oh my god like the crowd were into it that cesaro section was in full force out there tonight um and they were doing some crazy stuff out there like the ufo um like the finish like to the what the almost finish to the match like when seth rollins did the the frogs the 360 frog splash thing i was like what the crap is he doing oh those two guys put it all out on the line last that night and definitely like one of match of the night for me i would definitely say dude so awesome when you put this match all together um seth rollins i did not notice the jericho thing so i'm going to give you your props on that one you're the first person i heard say that um yeah that's very different came together differently in my opinion um looking at it like dude this was cesaro's moment and they really let him shine here and i i hope people backstage were like holy shit we've got a star on our hands here how do we capitalize on this you had it now at wrestlemania 30 and i think they squandered it that time don't do it twice don't blow this I think that Cesaro really came out here. The twisting frog splash, like, holy shit, CrossFit Jesus is real. Like, I don't know how he did that and made it look so smooth. Seth Rollins was absolutely amazing here. Uh, the curb stomp European uppercut. The moment I saw Cesaro bend down and then I saw Seth run, I'm like, uppercut, uppercut. Like, if you've been watching this long enough, it just becomes like, you just know. And I was like, yes, that was so sweet. And then when I'm watching this, I watched this at a party. Uh, shout out to the friend who hosted the party. I won't say their name because I don't know if they want it said on here. But um, I was watching with a unique group of people. Like I had teenagers, a young kid who was there watching with us. We also had like I would say three like huge wrestling fans. Um, myself, Rob, uh, his brother Brandon was there with me, and he's kind of like more so casual now, but. I just had a unique experience of watching it with everybody. Everyone was like, yeah, but I don't know about the Cesaro guy, man. Like, does he really have it? And then all of a sudden, when they saw that UFO, I'm like, oh, my God, he's about to do it. They're like, he's about to do what? And when he started spinning and he put his hands down, they were like, yo, what was that? They lost their shit. These are two Ring of Honor, like, main event caliber guys. Claudio Castagnoli and Tyler Black would deliver Back in the day, anytime you put them on a card in Ring of Honor, I don't care if it's the Age of the Fall, the Kings of Wrestling, these guys were going to deliver. And once I saw that, and then we saw the Cesaro swing for 23 rotations, and then that great neutralizer, bro, A minus. Cesaro deserves it. Match of the night, in my opinion. It just, it's, it, it goes to show, and like, I put a tweet out on, on Twitter. And like obviously on Twitter, but a tweet out and it said um, something like, "So now we know, yeah, what is like the the barrier to like creative freedom and being pushed within the WWE? You can get pushed and you can have creative freedom if there is a global pandemic, there are issues with travel, or um, there's issues with uh, something else. Yeah, if those things don't happen, you can't have creative freedom." To, oh, injuries and stuff like that so basically Cesaro was put in a position where they kind of didn't have any faith in him really and they were kind of like we'll just put you out there and see what happens and as you said exactly like at Wrestlemania 30 and then the next night they let him come out and they just imagine immediately destroyed him they were just like we don't want you anymore they're in a unique position to give it another shot and 
the crowd are so receptive to him. I think with a smaller crowd, it works better as well. So I don't know what's happening with the Raw after Mania. I'm guessing there's going to be fans there. Like, and if not, tomorrow night. I think he's back in like a Thunderdome setting. I think it's going to be a slow rollout for everything. I think WWE, the smart thing, in my opinion, would be to wait here in the States until everything's open because each state has different rules. Like, we just were allowed to start, like, giving out food again recently in my area. So there's so many different rules. You're probably going to want to wait until you can go almost everywhere again. Mm. Maybe if there's, like, two or three states that are in the outskirts and still say no, I get it. But for now, I don't see them leaving Florida until things are way different and better. And I feel the same about any company right now that's running. They're just going to stay where they are and keep doing this until they get the, all right, we're good to go. Well, I could say then tomorrow night, Cesaro is going to be getting chance because they're never going to let him forget that. And good on him. Good on him. And good on Seth for being so, like, giving as well. Because that's a really nice guy to give that kind of spot on WrestleMania as well. Right. And if the builds felt so awkward, just you're not used to seeing people get into these spots. And it, it felt good. Like, Cesaro's gear looked dope. He was on point tonight. Um, Ace in the chat says Cesaro versus Rollins was a classic. Matthew Lopez, he's a big Ring of Honor fan. I got to give Matt his props because he always keeps me up to date on the Ring of Honor news. When something happens, Matt's the first one to let me know. He said that was freaking wild. Malik Murray said, I think that Seth Rollins reminds me of Jericho when he was a 2009 heel worker. Okay. I like it. Rockstar says Cesaro. Yes. When he was a 2009 heel worker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. Rockstar is happy. Cesaro wins his first WrestleMania singles match. Mr. Pro Wrestling won in the chat. What's going on? He says hello to everyone. Uh, Ace says Black Magic. And ROH makes main event stars, Matt Lopez says. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, As far as this one goes, though, like I said, A- is the grade. Really loved it. Uh, We get a promo backstage with the Dirty Dogs, Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode, they look like they took some sunglasses from, uh, I don't know, the 80s or some other wrestlers' names. Not to be Joey Janela. Joey Janela. I was like, it looks like Ryan. I, I thought that Ryan Namath had stolen Joey Janela's glasses and smuggled them to Nick Namath to get them on TV. Because that's the kind of stuff that two brothers would do, wouldn't they? I love like... Val. I, I have the softball right here. I'll just hit a home run. He was like, oh, you don't lob this to me. Crack. <laughs> but, um... The Dirty Dogs are doing their things. I, I don't know. Like I said, um, I'm happy for the guys. They're veterans in the ring. Yeah, not too much more I can say about it other than that. Uh, and Matt Lopez has confirmed that it will be in the Thunderdome still um, after this. So, okay. We'll see. Hopefully they can maybe allow some people in. Maybe they'll say, hey, we're at this location and we're letting in X amount of people eventually. Mm-hmm. Hopefully things improve. But speaking of tag team wrestling, let's get to the fourth match on the card. We have the New Day taking on the tag team of AJ Styles <laughs> and uh, I, is it almost Omas? I'm hearing different ways it's, to pronounce this, so we're just going to say almost, and if I'm wrong, I'll fix it later. But uh, AJ Styles and almost, and I love the fact that Big E still comes out and he introduces Kofi and Xavier. It felt so good to hear that and then see it right in front of us. Um, so many special moments for the fans tonight. I, I don't know, if I'll, uh, I'll I'll start this one off, I guess. Uh, AJ Styles and Kofi Kingston kick off the match, showing us why they are two of the best in-ring in WWE today. 
Uh, I really love the work that they did in the beginning of this match. And AJ Styles was kept from making this tag for a long time. And I thought this was a unique way to like position the match. Like New Day worked as the heels in this one more so from a in-ring psychology standpoint. And AJ was the baby face. Like they were stomping him. They did their whole go around. Can't let AJ make the tag. Woods goes to the top rope and AJ looks at him. He goes, oh no, 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 no. Tag is made. And Omos finally gets in, and this dude comes in, and he is looking like Shaquille O'Neal, uh, just like a huge, larger-than-life star, and these guys are getting the hell beat out of them by him. He's flipping Kofi's arm. He's chopping people. Anything they do, he's just not selling anything, and it's bouncing off. And he's the bodyguard. Maybe he shouldn't here. Um, AJ hits a phenomenal forearm off of his back at one point. Nice. AJ gets a lot of the props for being able to keep the balance and doing that off of a human being. And um, after that, man, we saw a choke bomb on almost for the pen. Kofi, great sell of the facial after he got the slam. I don't know if you saw it on the replay after. That's when I finally noticed it. Kofi's eyes looked mm-hmm. like he was in a horror film. And he had just gotten, like, got by Jason. And he just looked over and he was done. And he won with the foot on the chest like you're nothing. One, two, three. Uh, new tag team champs, AJ Styles. I think this puts him in the category of Grand Slam as well. Ooh, actually, yeah, because he's held tag team gold with Jericho. No, they Smack never tag won team it. Gold. This is his first tag title. Uh, oh, they never won it. Oh, damn. Okay. Oh, I thought they won it. Oh, no, they didn't. Okay. Well, yeah. In this match... There's one thing I want to say is like something that's come from the pandemic era that I think is going to stay now. And it's something that I absolutely love. And it's, you know, wrestlers talk too much now, but they do it in an amazing way. So like, as you said, they were kind of playing the heels, the New Day at one point, and it was amazing. They just went, you know what we're going to do? We're going to cut off our half of the ring. We're going to stand over here. And we're and they literally like call their spots for the whole match out loud, but in a meta way. And it was like, it was very interesting to see that. Almost. Oh my God. Like that guy is, he can move as well. Like I was, what you know, like he, he came up the road, he came up to the, um up to the ring and he kind of bounced up a little bit. It, does though feel a little bit like it's the same visual as you know when braun and the 10 year old kid won the uh the championships yes it's Nicholas. that again isn't it <laughs> it's like almost is braun <laughs> the kid is aj <laughs> crazy craziness man but 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 great like you know what they're gonna be a good tag team i liked the fact again that almost got the, the pin there like he was the one that got the pin and I think that'd be a very interesting dynamic of a tag team to get take forward, um, and obviously wait for the inevitable almost turning on his master kind of thing, and it like that would be crazy when he just beats the crap out of AJ, and he's like, I'm not doing that stuff anymore. I think they're quite interesting. Yeah, I th- I think that could happen sooner rather than later. Um, Kofi and Xavier were scared of him. Uh, Ace thought that was a funny uh, part that they had in there for that. Oh. Yeah, that was amazing as well. There were there's so many good bits in this. Like I think Michael Cole said at one point that these guys could uh, potentially be the best tag team of all time, and 
I can't argue with that because the point when almost came in and then Woods is like, "All right, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something," and then like Kofi's like, "Yeah, get him, man, get him. You could do it. You got this. You got this." And he hits him a few times. He's like, "What kind of shit is that, you bitch?" And like he literally almost just says it to him, but he's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> so it was great. It was, it was absolutely fantastic. At one point, actually being the heels as well, Kofi said, "Come over, chicken shit," and almost is like. We'll come get you soon. It was fantastic. It was great. It was. I, I I felt like AJ didn't need to be the Grand Slam, but he's got it for now, and I guess we'll see what happens with it. I just wish Raw had more tag teams. Like, that's my fear in the end with all of this. But solid matchup, in my opinion. Um, I gave this a C plus, and it's not a bad C plus. This was solid. Um, you just won't see a lot of, like, the crazy moves, anything that you thought in here. This was just a good tag match, did what it had to do, and it established almost as a star. I think that was the main thing you wanted to walk away from this doing, was he's a star, AJ's with him, knew they didn't need the tag titles, honestly. They've been, they're going to go down as one of the greatest factions anyway, or tag teams, both. So we're, hmm. we're in a good spot with that. Now next, this is a little tidbit that I wanted to talk with Fowl about too. The WWE 2K20 gameplay was shown with Rey Mysterio and Cesaro. Um, as you guys know, WWE 2K20 was shit. I said it. Um, absolutely terrible. And I still see fans doubting, and they have every right to. They're saying, gameplay looks great, graphics look great, but how is this game going to play once we finally get it in our hands? So I think 2K's got a lot of rebuilding to do with the community, but I thought this was a great, uh, a great first step. I thought it looked great. Foul, your thoughts on the little tidbit of the game we got so i'm um i'm building a new pc in like a month or so and uh, like wwe 2k20 is shit like i've got it on my computer it doesn't run it's not optimized it's terrible there's so many things that don't work on it i'm really hoping it's going to be good and it's due to come out this summer isn't it from what i heard so it's being released this summer so it's quick it's quick I'm going to give them a chance because Battlegrounds was really good and it was a total departure from everything else and a year was taken out. That's a lot of money that's been left on the table. You know, so I I feel like it's a very, like it's a very do or die. Like it's a very like, this is almost like a last chance, I think, for a lot of fans. And if it doesn't work out then there's a plethora of other games out there like the aew game like the game obviously by virtual basement there's a whole heap of retro mania there's a whole heap of wrestling games out there and if the mainline wwe series is not satisfying you there's other stuff out there now so i I think that it's going to be a very careful balancing act i'm very hopeful that it's going to be good but previous history has shown that not to be true. So let's hope that, I think you're right, like the way that they're engaging with the community, the new person that they put in charge of the community after what happened last time, I think that the right people are being listened to and the right things are being done. So let's see what happens. Rated in the chat says, nice shirt, my man. Just, I had to make sure that you knew I was rocking it, brother. So I appreciate you coming on in, showing some love. Uh, rated one of the nicest in the rap game and the wrestle rap, so make sure you guys show him some love. Uh, yeah, dude, the 2K22 game, it's got potential. I don't want to speak too much on it now. I'm sure we'll both end up talking about it again later once they drop more news. 
But for now, I thought it looked good. I'm, I'm trying to be an optimist here. So hopefully we get good things from that. Um, let's talk about the steel cage match. Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman. Unfortunately, I predicted uh, on the Insiders podcast stream, I had a great revelation last night. They said, how does this match end? And I said, Shane McMahon pulls out Brain Quest and Braun taps out. We did not get that, unfortunately. Uh, (laughs) Shane McMahon and Braun Strowman have a a match here. And I was hoping maybe we got some interference from Bill Nye, the science guy. Something could have happened here. But we end up getting an attack from Elias and Riker in the beginning of this. They use some steel chairs to jump them. Uh, Braun gets in there afterwards. they had a nice like they had like a sheet of metal around the ringside area. It reminds me of when Shane used to always find stop signs and stuff and use them on people. Um, they figured out a way just to get Shane some weapons so he could figure out how he got his offense in and how he slowed Braun down at least. Uh, in all of this, I thought it was all right. Um, I even like where Elias and Riker tried to help Shane over, but Shane ends up still getting caught by um, Braun after he runs into the cage, pulls him back in. Really good stuff. Shane ends up hitting Braun in the head with a toolbox. Jeez Louise, that looked bad. Um, he goes to taunt Braun, and then my favorite spot happens, Foul, and I'm probably going to let you take over from here. Braun grabs Shane's hand and rips open the cage and brings him back in. That was some monster beast stuff. I thought that was very well done. That was a unique spot that we've never seen in a cage match before, so I said, all right, bravo. This was sleeper match. Like The match that I thought was going to be bad, this one impressed me. You know what this reminds me of? This match reminded me almost of like the Shane versus Undertaker match, Hell in a Cell, from a few manias ago. You know when everyone's like, "So what's gonna happen?" And it's like, actually, that was a pretty good match. Like, it, like after the fa- like after the fact of it. But yeah, that that grabbing his hand from the outside because the first thing when he grabbed his hand, I was like, "Oh, so he's just gonna grab his hand now, isn't he?" And he's gonna probably reach over and pick him up. But the fact that he just reached through the cage and almost like a tin can opener, like, peeled it back. That was some monster. That's like, you know, everyone's seen that. A lot of people have probably seen that video of, was it Mark Mark Henry trying to take the door off the cage on a SmackDown? And it, like, took him, like, 25 minutes and they had to cut it down to, like, 30 seconds. (laughs) Oh, no, that didn't happen. He just ripped it open. Um and of course, the spot, the <laughs> it's so silly. It's so silly. It's just like, who's stupid now? <laughs> oh, we shouldn't be laughing at this, but it Should've, was so funny. But and then it was just like, and then Michael, and obviously, I don't know if you listened on commentary yet, but Michael Cole said. As you were, and he said it like seriously, like serious, deadpan seriously was like. As you know, Braun Strowman has dedicated this match to anyone out there who's been called stupid. I was like, that's stupid, Michael. That doesn't make any sense. Like, why would he do that? Everyone's been called stupid at one point or another, you know what I mean? But it's like, but that does that, exactly. So are you, are you the people's champion or something? I don't understand. So anyway, that's why I didn't understand the motivation for the match. Because if the motivation was that it was because he was being called stupid that's fine but now he's like the person that looks after all the stupid people i don't know what he is but yeah it was a very stupid thing at the end but um 
it was a really weird build, but a really good match. And I really liked it. And Shane took a sick bump from the top. Like, he is just an insane person, isn't he? Like, I, I don't understand why he does that stuff. He's not young anymore as well. Like, when you think about him versus Big Show and the whole, which way did he go? Like, he was young then, but he wasn't even that young. And now he's 50, he's 50 years old, isn't he? 51, yeah. 50, 51. Same age as Sting. Well, no, he's a bit younger than Sting. But he's jumping off the top of a cage. Yeah, dude, getting getting choke slammed off the top of the cage doing like a jeff hardy flip bump off of it like you're crazy bro and then the part that made me mad was braun comes down to power slam him and he's just like this is for anyone who's ever been called stupid and then he just power slams him like bro you had him beat with the choke slam just leave like you're making this look bad i i don't yeah, know you're making all the stupid you're making all the stupid people look stupid like, because you got him done in it. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Somebody had a great tweet. I feel like Rob would have told me who it was. I want to say it was, uh, uh, maybe it was Shaza McKenzie, maybe? I can't remember who it okay. was. Somebody had a great tweet, and it said that what if Braun just threw him off the top of the cage, through the table, and Shane wins, and he said, guess who's stupid now? <laughs> and it's like, yeah. I don't know. No, it was, Sha- it was no, I remember it was Shazza. She was like, you know what if, she said? You know what would have been really great was if he said, who's stupid now? And she threw him to the outside of the cage. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. that would have been like a pure like Sid Vicious moment, wouldn't it? I've got half the brain that you... Th- Oh, <laughs> dang it. <laughs> and here come Hall and Nash just to laugh. <laughs> yeah. uh, I gave this match a B, though. It was a solid B match. Like, I was impressed. I thought that this could have been the weakest match on the card, but it it surprised me. Um, after this foul, we get Pyro. And I think this Pyro was just to wake people up. I don't know how you felt about it. It was just random Pyro. Like, and I'm like, I think that was like, everybody get the hell up. It's WrestleMania, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I thought it was like um like a filmed segment, but it was just like oh here's Pyro, yeah. and then and then they showed a shot of that skeleton, that weird skeleton, like that just had a massive sword over the whole of the ring, yeah. all of the arena. My buddy Sean, who I was watching it with, he kept saying "R WrestleMania R." Like anytime that popped up, he's like, "What is this?" Oh my god! Like why didn't why is no one done the WrestleMania R? Like that's oh god damn it! That's gonna be next year, isn't it? If we're stuck here again, it might be. We might get Tampa Part 3. Um, so, Bailey shows up afterwards, calls Michael Cole stupid, and then they introduce the Hall of Fame class here. This Yo, is the Hall where, the hell's Bro- where the hell's Broad Strowman now in it? Like, Bailey's calling people stupid. <laughs> exactly. But it was Cole. <laughs> it was Cole, so he deserved it, because Bailey and Cole have this feud with each other. Um, and did, you like, did you like when she was like, scooch, and she tries to move him out of the way, and he's just like... they must have like a funny relationship backstage they have to Um, Bailey did really well to insert herself on the show and I hope they let her do it again tomorrow too a little bit Uh, because I think everybody was thinking maybe Becky Lynch was showing up unfortunately news uh, spoiler news flash whatever you want to call it she didn't no Becky Lynch showing up even though she kind of teased us before Hall of Fame class comes out. NWO get the big star treatment here. I think that would have been Batista if he would have stayed, but I think they were just like, you know what? NWO, you got it instead. Go out there and uh, do your thing. Um, I was happy to see British Bulldog in there. Um, 
I was just happy to see a lot of the legends make it in, man. I hope tomorrow night, we're, I think that's when we're going to get RVD. I saw you You had some great thoughts about him on your uh, weekly wrestling recap, which you can catch every Wednesday, right? 5 p.m. U.S. Yes. time? 5 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. U.K. time, yes. yes. YouTube.com slash Fowler Original Wrestling, yes. See? <laughs> I, I, we got to throw some cheap plugs in there for you, Fowl. And, um, yeah, it was the Hall of Fame segment. We're used to it, right? Uh, we'll keep it trucking and moving along here. We got to talk about the Miz and John Morrison now versus Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Miz and John Morrison did this performance with all these bunny rabbits who came out. I was praying that like Adam Rose or somebody was like going to come out with them and maybe they do like a little swerve or something. That's just me thinking. I thought they were going to... I thought it was going to be like the Adam Rose, John Cena thing. You know, like when John Cena had a bunch of people that did the You Can't See Me, I thought that Adam Rose is going to come out, and that would have been amazing. I honestly cannot stand with Miz and Morrison rap, and I think that's supposed to be the appeal, but I just... Fuck, man. <laughs> like, that's all I can and say. Not just that, yeah, but they got a shitload of those bunny outfits, haven't they? Because that is the Adam Rose bunny outfit. Mm-hmm. They've got loads of them, haven't they, in the back? Like... How many people have been the bunny? A lot. And I'm trying to figure out why some of them only had one ear. (laughs) Maybe they went through some rough times (laughs) backstage. I don't know. Oh, my God. But I was like, why are some of these guys missing ears on their outfits? Um, I thought the song audio-wise sounded horrible, though. Like, I could not understand any of the words they were saying. And maybe it was their microphones. I don't know. But you could clearly hear, like, the dub music in the background over them. Uh pop singer style it reminded me of mtv's together when they were making that series i'm like what is this and why are they doing it it just didn't it, mm. i don't know it didn't work for me bad bunny came out with damian priest booker t was added to the commentary team for this because bad Bunny's song is called booker t um it works bad bunny's got great appeal if you guys don't know i understand completely why they did this i like the celebrity involvement this year like it makes sense for what they're doing here um dude Foul. Bad Bunny's wrestling skills. God damn. It's yours, man. Dude, he was really good. Like, he was really good. And, you know, like, he reminded me of, he reminded me of, like, Pat McAfee. Like, Mm -hmm. someone who's a wrestling fan. Like, a legitimate wrestling fan. And is like, all right, we're going to give you, like, a high-profile match. And they're like, you know what? I'm gonna make. I, I might get like one chance at this, one go at this ever. Like I'm gonna do everything I want to do. And like in the old days, you'd get like a Jeremy Piven, and he'd be like a guest host on Raw, and he's like, "I'm going to do a crossbody," and that's what you get on AEW to a certain extent. So that's what happened with Snoop, wasn't it? It's like, oh, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do a frog splash because my man Eddie does a frog splash, and my cousin Sasha does a. Fro- I'm, I'm gonna screw it up though because I have done no practice whatsoever bad bunny dude pulled out like a, a canadian destroyer what the fuck was that i was just like huh even the miss like there was that point where like that's when having a crowd works to your advantage because if there was no one there there's no need for him to do it they did but... this so strange too like i'm just before we get to the finish since you that you brought up the destroyer part this made me think of this too bad bunny was getting like stomped out by the miz at one point and bad bunny took most of the offense in this one. At one point, I was like, are you going to tag Damian Priest in or no? Like, what is going on here? But he was crushing it. Head scissors. 
He was doing moves that actually were in there. I have to give the man his respect for moving to the PC for a couple weeks and learning how to do this because he was taking it serious. He's a big-time star. He could have just said, yo, tag me in for the splash, and that's all I'm going to do, a la Snooki at WrestleMania 27. Like, yo, I'm not doing too much. But he really got mm-hmm. in there and did it. Back to you, Fowl. I'm sorry. I had to sneak that in. No. No, dude, absolutely. And that that's what I mean is, like, you have to look at like the dedication that he's put into this this wasn't this was someone who wanted to really be in wrestling like and he wanted to not be embarrassment like so he's come in and he has worked his ass off and that match was really good and i remember just thinking i was like he spent time learning and i I think it just goes to show like celebrity involvement this year like all the stuff with like logan paul it works like yesterday on smackdown when um uh, when sammy Zayn went and saw like logan and jake was there and he was like oh give me a minute i'm, I'm gonna go outside and get my stuff it will spar yeah yeah and then like he gets kicked out and then he's like cole this is a disgrace you didn't see afterwards logan went and told everyone off and he apologized to it all this shit. and i was like that's how you do a celebrity involvement and the bad bunny stuff has been just the same he has elevated everyone in that segment damian priest is now a big freaking star whereas anyone that came from nxt before him now with his kind of look would have been gone they would have been keith lee and i love damian priest like hybrid of two superstars what do i mean by that the attire says Shawn michaels and his athleticism says Shawn michaels but the swag and the actual physical look says Razor Ramon. And I love that he like kind of morphed those two together in his own swag kind of way. Really, really good for Priest. Um, like you said, that Canadian Destroyer out to the floor really changed the matchup here. The double team Falcon Arrow from both of them looked really good. The timing was impeccable on it. And I told everybody, we saw the skull-crushing finale for a near fall. And then eventually we saw... Uh, basically a Legion of Doom-esque move where Miz was on Priest's shoulders, cross body off, down to the floor, and he gets right on top of him. One, two, three. Bad Bunny pins the former WWE champion. It's the headline. I told everybody that's got to be the headline. And I'm telling everybody now, Sami Zayn and Logan Paul tomorrow, they are going to be shown working together, and if Logan Paul is smart, he's going to eat a stunner, and wrestling fans will love him. Mm-hmm. Like, you're great. Mm-hmm. That's the you know, you, you know what's really interesting about this, and I saw this on Twitter, and like I saw this um, this particular like opinion from quite a few people, and it is an opinion, and obviously everyone's like entitled to one, but the opinion is is that the Miz having like lost the WWE championship and not defending that at WrestleMania and having this match with Bad Bunny and being inver- like involved in this segment is the runner up prize I'm like no it's not this is the prize being at WrestleMania involved in a celebrity angle with someone who's outside of the sphere of professional wrestling is way more valuable than being involved in a championship match and the Miz just made like he hit the jackpot, and I think a lot of people are forgetting that they're thinking, "Oh, well, he was a transitional champion. He had the no, he held the championship. Yes, transitionally, but he held the WWE championship this year. 
if you go back and look at things um, in a retroactive kind of way, they tried to get maximum viewership. Bad Bunny was interacting with the WWE champion, so he's bringing in a different audience in from that level. Then Miz loses the title, and it's going to be him and Bad Bunny one-on-one, but then they added Morrison and Priest to number one, snug the match, make it a little bit better, less work for Bad Bunny just in case things don't work out or they don't like the way it looks. But he he made it look really good, and um, <laughs> BJ said Petey Williams had to be sad tonight, laugh out loud. Petey Williams actually said Bad Bunny, the first time I probably did the Canadian Destroyer, Bad Bunny was 10. And uh, Matt Lopez said the rumor that Bad Bunny was in the Performance Center since January, uh, since he wasn't busy. Wow. So good yeah, I him. heard that. I heard that he was just hanging around because he couldn't go on tour. Mm-hmm. So he was just like, can I come hang? And they were like, hell yeah, <laughs> come, let's get that money. <laughs> yeah, uh, come, come, come hang out with us. Damien Priest is like, hey, do you want to come hang out with me? And he's like, yes, I would love to. And a friendship was born. <laughs> A said Doomsday crossbody petting Miz was awesome to him. I love it, man. Good for Miz and them. I wish Miz was taken more serious on TV. Same with Morrison, like on a weekly basis. But they're in this role now, and I think they're happy with it. Like, dude, what are you going to be mad about? Not just that, yeah. Imagine the, like, four-episode arc that's going to be on Mr. and Miz's in a few years' time when he talks about this shit. Like, imagine... It's gonna be him and Bad Buddy like going out of the town and shit after they like their training sessions, isn't it? Like that's what we're really waiting for. Monroe, Dad, did you get beat up by Bad Bunny one time? Don't read Google, <laughs> all right? <laughs> Stay off of that. <laughs> um, I gave this a B though. I thought this was a solid match once again, really good. Uh, I would recommend people go out and check it out if you are a big fan. But Fah, we've reached that great moment. Main event. You know what a time it is. It's boss time. Um, it's it's time for the SmackDown Women's Championship match. The match that deserved. I'm looking right into the camera. The match that deserved to main event this show. I know some people were opposed to that. I don't give a damn. This deserved it. Why? Number one, the Royal Rumble winner won. Protect the Rumble, please. Number two, it was nice to see... Uh, Different female talent get the opportunity to main event at WrestleMania. I like it. And two women who are two of my favorites right now, on a personal note, I I love to see this. And I thought that this match was so much fun, dude. Uh, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, Val. Um, What do you got on this one, man? What What did you think? Absolutely spectacular. Like, such a good match. Like, you know... First of all, like, we're at the main event. Like, there weren't a lot of matches on this card. Like, but this really felt like it was, It felt like the right time for this to be a main event. Um, as you said, protecting the Rumble and everything. Sasha came out, like, looking like... People said that... Someone said that she looked like the, the Gremlin from Gremlins 2. But I don't think that's what she was going for. Was she going for, like, the the evil... Like, you know, in Kim Possible, you know, her, like, arch nemesis. She was supposed to look like her, I'm guessing. Like, I don't know what her name is, but she has, like, green and black hair. But anyway, looked amazing, yeah? So did Bianca. They went out there, and the match started off quite emotional. And Bianca seems to show that, like, how much this means to her. Like, she did it at the Rumble, and she did it here as well. Like, that's a genuine emotion of, like, I loved this shit when I was younger, and now I'm, like, in this stuff. And... 
it was great. Those two women worked fantastically. I mean, the the hair whip, like people aren't allowed to slap the leg anymore, but god damn, no leg got slapped there. Like you saw the the welt on her back afterwards. Like it was insane. But those two women, like number one, Bianca Belair is is an amazing athlete. When she caught, she caught Sasha Banks out of the air and then just picked her up and then just walked her into the ring and put her back in. I'm like, that's insane. But this, that truly is, isn't it? Like, dude, when I saw this matchup, the best way I could put it was who. So, so we were going through asking the questions like, okay, who's better? Uh, and I'm like, well, it depends on what you're talking about. Someone was like, well, who's the better wrestler? I'm like, Sasha, who's the better athlete? Bianca. Who is stronger? Bianca. Who is quicker? I'm, I said Bianca. But I said, who's more technically sound in the ring? Sasha. And we were just going through all this. I'm like, yo, this is a pretty even matchup when you come to think about it. Like, the differences in the personalities. One's more about the finesse, the actual pro wrestling. The other one's about the power. But the emotion for both is what connects them and makes this real. And I thought the ponytail was used so well in this match, too. It was used at one point for the bank statement to wrap around her. Sasha used it at several points to pull her to the ring post, grab her, take advantage of this. Um, and I love it. Ace said this match was a historic moment. Matt Lopez said this women's championship match ruled. Um, this was really good, man. The back and forth just seems so freaking real here. Um... I don't even know what else to say, man. Eventually, when Banks went for the double foot stomp, misses, rolls through, and it looks like she's going to go for that Meteora against the turnbuckle pads, but Bianca's the athlete, lifted herself up, misses, the 450, didn't look that great. I was like, I hope they don't end it on this. And then she kicked out. I was like, okay, good. There's still time. And eventually, dude, we get to, uh, Sasha gets whipped across her stomach, and eventually the KOD is finally hit. One, two, three. And the KOD was protected too, which made it even better. I don't think anyone's really kicked out of that move except for one person maybe in NXT. I think it was Shayna. But other than that, nobody has kicked out of it. Thank you. Everybody in the chat says it's Shigo <laughs> from Kim Possible. Um, Shigo. Yeah. Yes. I was like, I don't know her name in it, but she's her, like, she's her nemesis. She looks exactly like her anyway. So yeah. <laughs> So the the KOD for the one two three B plus match right here. I thought it was solid. Mm. I think it was teetering on that Cesaro Rollins. Like if you say either one of these were your match of the night, I'm not gonna argue with you. I thought they were both great. The whip crack heard round the world. BJ said, "Man, you ain't lying about that." When I saw the welt, I, listen. If there weren't children present, I was trying not to say a swear word. I was just like. I know that it's going to hurt tomorrow. I know it's going to be bad. Um, This was really it's fun, like, dude. Damn. But it was, and it was such a good match because what was great about it as well was that, like, they kept talking about it as well. And they kept saying, like, how Sasha Banks had never won, like, at Wrestle. She always loses at WrestleMania. She always loses the title. And it's like, that was almost like the double bluff, wasn't it? And people were like, oh, no, well, they're not going to let her lose it this time but the bianca belair story of her story of joining the pc everything about her like her struggles when she was younger and like how she used athleticism to kind of get through that stuff and then january winning the rumble 
and then getting to Mania and then winning that that's an amazing story like it's truly homegrown WWE talent excuse me homegrown WWE talent and it's just it's such a great thing to see like I it, it to me has a similar feeling to when Kofi won the championship as well but like in a different way which is it's something that the fans were clamoring for but never thought that they'd see and I think with Bianca Belair, she's been handled very well. Like you know, she hasn't she hasn't had any weird. Even her stuff that she did with Bailey, she came out on top, and she looked good when she was in those segments. It wasn't just like being thrown in there. And I think that she, for the future, for such a young age as well, like I can't wait to see her like her promo on SmackDown on Friday because I don't feel she was given enough time when she won the Rumble. You know, to have that kind of conversation and say, I'm the Rumble winner. But now, I can't wait to see what she she does. I just hope that they know where to go with her now. I really hope that they realize it too, Fowl. Because I thought with this match, they could have done the different promos. I wanted to see maybe, like, if it were me and I was in charge, I think I would have done either a WrestleMania 12-style booking of, like, the Brett, Sean like the two stories with each other and the training like i love those sometimes when they work like i remember seeing sean train and he was like super kicking three guys in there i was like man that's really good and brett's back in the dungeon working with his father because he's got to prepare for the iron man match or rock brock lesnar when rock went to the university of miami and he's running up the stairs to train brock's running around with logs on his back and shit you're like dude who's gonna win this because they're both training super hard for it i love it uh, this chat is getting wild, so let me let me get into this file, and then we'll uh we'll, we'll start to. Oh wrap wow! This yeah, yeah, Dang, yeah, yeah. The chat's popping, yo. <laughs> yeah, these guys are in here going crazy. Um, A said Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship was way better than the triple threat match at WrestleMania 35 for the Raw Women's Championship. Ace, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one because I do believe. If my memory serves me correct, I think I gave that a C plus and I gave this one a B plus. So I think it was better. Foul. Do you have a preference between the two? Um, I was better than the triple threat. Um, I really liked this match. Um, the raw triple threat, though, I think I liked that one a little bit more. I think just because it was the first and because of the craziness in that match. Like the, that was the just, build that, was better for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think with this match, what would have been quite nice would have been to kind of like almost um, acknowledge that Sasha was the more like wily veteran and she'd been doing this a lot longer, and it was like Bianca Belair was the person that had to prove herself. Where they didn't really do that story, and I think that's just the time. They, but they didn't have I the think time they started to do off that. real shitty with that Reginald stuff. Then they pivoted, and it started to make sense where she called a rookie and stuff. I'm like, okay, you should have did this in yeah. the beginning. Exactly, and they only did that for like a week or two. But if they'd done that from the beginning, it would have been like, yo, you ain't good enough to lace my boots. And then built from there, I think it might have been a bit more um, impactful when she'd won. But it, what's cool about this is the next match that they have is going to have that inbuilt thing now where you know that she can beat Sasha so it will make it more interesting. I like it. Um, <laughs> BJ said, who better? Conrad, you know that's Canyon's gimmick. Laugh out loud. Uh, Malik Murray says he's got a question. Um, do we think Sasha Banks is going away for a little bit and coming back in 2022? File, I'm going to give that one to you. 
Does Sasha disappear well, um, after this loss? Is she devastated? Well, I mean, well, I mean, I'm sure that she's probably got some more film projects on the way, and isn't the next season of Mandalorian filming right now? Hey, hey. Sometimes I like the devastating loss though, because it makes the win better. Like, yo. So here's the crazy part. I'm gonna tell you guys a funny story. So the kid I was watching this with, the youngest kid there was uh really really young and he was into this matchup and i said before we even started watching the pay-per-view i was like oh man i'm getting wrestlemania 12 vibes this kid was a huge sasha banks he's like sasha's gotta win this come on and i'm sitting there and i i knew i in my mind i already had bianca as the winner i'm like they gotta do this for bianca i think the time is right and when it happened i it's weird. I get happy, but I also feel for the kid, too, when they see, like, their favorite person losing. They're, like, down in the dumps after. And I saw it, and I was just like, yeah, I'm a Sasha fan, too, man. I was hoping she had won. It's okay. And then, you know, he, he understood and everything afterwards. But I love seeing the emotion that kids, like, get with it. And I think sometimes we forget that as we're older fans. It's like, you know, that little kid really wanted that person to win. So, it just different man just different to see how uh that works out and that reminded me of wrestlemania 12 my brother was a huge bret hart fan i'm a huge Shawn michaels fan there were fights trust me in this house over this and i remember he threw a bret hart action figure at me never forget it like busted my lip and i was just like oh i don't care sean won the belt this is a great moment and i had no life back then so i was just like this is the great moment i'm so happy and I remember my parents were trying to explain to him everything. But when Brett went away, my brother realized, like, that was so important to him that he left wrestling. Like, he was so devastated by that loss. And the title meant uh... that much to him. It makes it a bigger deal sometimes. And I think you could do that here. That's a good point that Malik brought up, man. I really like mm, it. You can... No, it's true. You can just have a leave, can't you, and be like... I don't I don't want to be here because I've been beaten and it does it to be honest from like the her last year as well of having like to chase Bailey for the championship for all that time it would feed into that story wouldn't it like I just left like I'm not happy about this and I'm just going to go and like regroup and get back to normal kind of thing right Matt Lopez brought up what you said about the Mandalorian um so Matt Lopez says before that, he said, this was a great match. Uh, you got to think they can get better. Maybe two out of three falls or an Ironman match between these two if they wanted to keep this going. So he brings up a contrarian point to what Malik said. That would be good as well. Tokyo Rockstar has dubbed uh, Sasha as Shigo Banks in the chat. So, Shigo Banks. <laughs> I'll get the memes ready, brother. Get the memes ready. Uh, BJ right, man, says, hurt tomorrow. Uh that post-shower is going to be the true pain. Yes. It, oh, my goodness. I don't know, man. Damn it. Ooh, just... You know, if, if I if I was going to get hit, yeah, if I was going to get whip-cracked by someone's hair, I would probably make sure I was wearing, like, just something just there because... Oh, but you wouldn't get the right sound, but, would but you? But wrestlers want the welt, man. They, I think they know, yeah, like, they the scars it. mean something to them. Like, you know how I got this one? <laughs> you want to know? <laughs> Yeah, you know how I got these scars. WrestleMania 37, main event, hair. <laughs> um, and Rockstar, la- this will be the last comment here. Uh, Rockstar says Sasha Banks wins money in the bank. So he's calling her as the winner for money in the bank early. Ooh. Okay. That's a big, bold prediction here. 
Um, like I said, Fowl, I gave that match a B plus. Overall grade for night one. Would you have one so far? Um, if we're going on your grading system, um, I would say my overall for night one would would be a B, and not a B plus, just a bit straight flat B. Because you know what, it was a good show. Foul. And with rain delaying. We we are we are one of the same mind, good sir. I didn't even talk to you, and I have a B as well written down. I thought it was solid, despite you could complain about tag team turmoil, but was it that bad? I don't think so. Um, it was the second match on the card. Take it easy, guys. Uh, th- this was a solid show. No complaints. I think it over-delivered on my expectations tonight. I think night two's got to make sure that they are tight and ready to go. You know what's great about this as well? And I think, like, it, okay, so here in the UK now, it's 6.30. So the show ended at 5. Um, well, 4.40 or whatever, 4.50. It's, it's a long show, but we're used to it. But what's great about it is that i actually am waiting for tomorrow night like i'm excited for tomorrow night's show whereas last year it was a bit like oh it's just part two of like you know where it feels like this feels more like kill bill volume one and kill bill volume two than the half like this feels less like matrix revolutions and reloaded where it's just two halves of movies that they've just split for the sake of it these are two separate like things that are happening and i'm excited for tomorrow so um yeah it it was a good show like and i hope that tomorrow they can it over delivered tonight in spite of itself so tomorrow let's hope that it does better like let's hope that it doesn't rain allegedly from what i hear there's a 90 percent chance that the weather's worse tomorrow so we could be having a lot of random backstage stuff happening we shall see what happens with it. Um, honestly, when you said that Kill Bill part, I really wish I had the whistle scene in there. I wanted to do it, but I felt like it would be super annoying to do that into the microphone. Um, <laughs> leave it to I know, yeah. That was good. That was good. That was good. Um, absolutely appreciate you doing that for my own entertainment. <laughs> Foul. Bro, tell the people where they can find you first and foremost. Oh, cool. Oh, thanks, Conrad. It's fun as ever. Um, hi, I'm Foul Original. You can find me on youtube.com slash Foul Original Wrestling every Wednesday for the weekly wrestling recap, which happens at 5 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. UK time, where we talk about wrestling. Also, you can find me on Twitter at Foul underscore Original. This weekend, as part of WrestleMania stuff, I'm doing the things. Also, memes are available in places. Um, also, go to fouloriginal.com. Why not? And go to Radio Foul, if you could. That would be nice. And that's it, really. F- Check out F- documentary series. I've got some other projects cooking up, too, soon. So trust me. Some uh, secrets I got some, I got some super secret stuff coming up, soon. So don't worry about it. But yeah, come, come, come and have a look and see what we do. And it's, it's wrestling stuff. So hopefully you will enjoy. Come to enjoy yeah and i also recommend if you guys watch my dynamite streams before dynamite at 5 p.m eastern standard time go on over to files channel when he's doing the weekly wrestling recap and see what file does every week like it's really really good stuff and he kind of breaks down the wrestling news but different than everybody else you get kind of some good in-depth conversation just like we had here tonight um it's on a shorter scale i promise you but you get some really good conversations about all the latest wrestling news and I see some people in the chat putting a B for night one. The rain is the biggest threat for tomorrow. I agree. And I hope everyone who went to WrestleMania was safe. They had fun. I don't want to hear any, like, 
craziness that happened or positive cases. I want everyone to be safe and have fun at these shows. It feels good to have wrestling fans back. Um, everyone who's in the chat each and every week, thank you guys so much. And I mean it, like seriously, go follow File. File is a great dude. He, he Everyday pro wrestling, they can never be you. Listen to the podcast for the people. The best show that's here, so listen in. Let the knowledge begin. The opinions, the lesson, yes. For the fans, uh, for the fans, uh. Not many in this can understand, uh. This the podcast to show you who I am, uh. Conrad Cushman, the legend in the plans, uh. Please listen every day to the showcase. The opinions and knowledge that anyone can take. Showing you how it is done. Proving I am number one. What a legend becomes. This is now my time to show you that I am here. Uh. This podcast just to make it loud and clear. Uh. By the fans, uh. For the fans, uh. Not many who's here can understand uh. everything pro wrestling. They can never be you. Listen to the podcast here for the people. The best show that's here, so listen in. Let the knowledge begin. The opinion and the lesson, yes. Everyday pro wrestling, they can never be you. Listen to the podcast for the people. The best show that's here, so listen in. Let the knowledge begin. The opinions, the lesson, yes. going on epw nation it's your boys from the everything college basketball podcast josh and peyton here to remind you all that college basketball season is right around the corner yes we finally know it's right around the corner and peyton there's only one place people should go for all the college basketball excitement well josh the only place to find all college basketball hoops all the time is everything college basketball everything college basketball can be listened to on several podcast hosting sites like Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And we can also be found on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Everything College Basketball. Yes, make sure you're joining the group with a, a couple other hundred people and growing by the day as we march into year number three of the Everything College Basketball networking system. Now, let's get back to Conrad and Everything Pro Wrestling. 